Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. After a one-week hiatus as I was on vacation, well, Disney World with the fam, as those of you that listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast are well aware. We are back, and by we, I mean me, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman that really is enjoying learning more about the gambling industry, especially as it relates to the NFL, but some of these other sports as well that we've gotten into this offseason and will again today. He, of course, is the star of the show. His name is Steve Fezzik. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Brian, our producer, is at RTF Podcast. That's also the first place you'll typically see that the podcast has been posted. So, Highly encourage you to follow Bry at RTF Podcast for any updates. Of course, there's a lot of ways that you guys can support the show and contribute to the show, including making a contribution via PayPal or if you have to buy something for your family anyway, go ahead and use the Amazon banner ad at RossTucker.com. It takes you to a landing page and then they know that you're coming to Amazon from us. And then if you have a specific question for Steve or me, but probably Steve, just email that to me, ross at rosstucker.com, and I promise Steve will answer your question. We'll read and respond to it right here on the air. Very excited about today's show. We've kind of been teasing you um, a little bit with we did the primetime games for week one. We did the Sunday afternoon games for week one. Now we're going to do the rest of the week one lines. We're also going to get the latest thoughts from Steve on the NBA playoffs and maybe see if he's got anything for us on the Preakness. And then over the next couple weeks, we'll get into the NFL win totals, my favorite shows of the year to do them early, then we usually do them again right before the season. If there's a particular sponsor you want to take advantage of, look, go to SeatGeek. Take advantage of the code ROSS 
when you download the app on your phone. That's the key. Just download the app on your phone. It's money. And then you'll get the best seats to whatever you want, at least the best seats for the right price to whatever it is that you want. All right, Steve, before we get into the rest of the week one lines, because uh, I know we've done the primetime games, we've done the Sunday afternoon games, late afternoon games, um, I did just want to get your thoughts or any info you have on the NBA playoffs so far. Yeah, it's been the worst NBA playoffs from a competitiveness standpoint that I've ever seen. So many blowouts and more and more, Ross, the talk is not whether it's inevitable, whether Golden State is going to face Cleveland this year. The question is whether it's inevitable next year. Golden State was a 14-1 to favorite to beat San Antonio in the semifinals. That kind of sums it up, and you know, Cleveland will be a comparable favorite. Why even bother? Let's just play the finals, Ross. So, okay, we're recording this on a Monday. We're going to release it tomorrow on a Tuesday, earlier this week, because of Brian and I's travel schedules. I mean, the Spurs should have won that game yesterday, and they were winning until Kawhi Leonard got hurt. But that, that doesn't have any impact on you or the betters at all? I think it will have an impact in the line for Golden State and Cleveland because it showed that Golden State's a little bit um, less than invincible, the fact that they could get down by 20 against the Spurs. The feeling is that the Spurs and the Cavs are pretty comparable teams. Those are pretty two equal teams. So if the Spurs could get that kind of advantage, maybe Cleveland, who right now is a 3-1 to underdog, if those two teams face in the finals – Maybe Cleveland has more of a chance than we thought they did. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors were losing by like 20, 25 points. They were down by 20 at halftime. Now, they still came back and won. I got that. But I, I tend to doubt that they would have won if Kawhi Leonard didn't get hurt yesterday. Oh, no doubt. And, of course, the concern is, is that if they do get in trouble, will the absence of Kerr be something that, although it's not important when they're up 20, it may well be important with in a close game with this series on the line. Yeah. So is there a way to take advantage of that? I mean, is there a way to take advantage of their dominance from a betting standpoint? Well, I think that earlier in the year there was, and we, we had spoken about that, how they were as low as like minus 140 to win the NBA title. Um, and then when you got reports that Durant was progressing better than expected from his injury and coming back and the team had been playing very well on a long winning streak without him, that was the time to bet on Golden State. So um, it's always easy after the fact to look back on it. But uh, one thing I'll say about these NBA playoffs is we, we're seeing a historically high scoring. There have been many more overs than unders, eight more overs than unders. And to put things in perspective, how things can change in the modern sports era, Ross, this is pretty amazing. I went back and looked at the average total last year in the NBA playoffs in May, and it was just under 200 points is what the odds makers were dealing. And it was split pretty evenly, 50-50 overs and unders. This year, the average total being dealt is 214, and there have been a lot more overs. So there's been a 14-point adjustment in one year. Never seen anything like it. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, I also saw somebody, I don't know if you caught this, Steve, but I, I saw someone say that in five minutes of real action, I wish I could see that tweet again, 
but the um, the Warriors, the the odds of the like the in game odds for the Warriors to win the game went from like whatever it was negative whatever to plus whatever, and not even five minutes of game action, five minutes of of like real time. It totally switched, which evidently is like unheard of. Yeah, you know, I would normally say that that's the case, but these NBA playoffs, I've never seen such tremendous runs. We've seen this in the Boston-Washington series. Rushing go the entire year and not see a team outscore another team like on a 20-0 run, it seems to become, it, it's becoming commonplace here in the playoffs. And I think a lot of it is these teams are taking so many three-pointers now, it's such high variance that you make them, you can go on a 12-2 run, you miss them, and you can go scoreless for four minutes. Well, hopefully we won't go scoreless in our NFL week one lines. You know, it's fun. Usually, Steve, do you get more into the week one lines this time of year or more into the win totals? Like, what Do you put more of your money on win total numbers right now or on week one lines? I used to put more, Ross, on the win totals because the win totals were off by so much. But now I put more on the week one lines. And the reason being is there's such excellent work done early in the year by so many different sources that the opportunity on season win totals is not what it once was in prior years, in my opinion. When so, And when someone puts out a bad number, example, the South Point opened New England at 11 wins. Well, it's 12 and a half now. So the bad numbers on the season wins tend to get taken out for whatever reason almost immediately. Well, that being the case, we will get into the win totals the next two weeks. We are going to devote shows exclusively to the NFC and AFC win total numbers for each team, which is always a lot of fun. I'd like to do it now and then. You know, sometimes you see what happens in the preseason, maybe do it again, but we'll definitely do that. But we do want to get into the early games for week one. We've already discussed the primetime and the late afternoon games. Let's start with the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills in week one. Uh, the Bills are laying five points. They are the home team. Yeah, and I'm showing six right now across the board, total 42.5. I want to bet against the Jets early and often all year long. I don't know who's going to be starting for them at quarterback. Heck, it could be Hackenberg. Um, However, I'm not very high at all on the Bills in a transition year, rebuilding year for them. I just, the idea of laying six with Buffalo just is unappealing to me. I'm going to pass, Ross. Got it. I'm. I, I don't even know that that I'm ready to do. I I would uh, I'd probably go. I'd probably I, I I'd heavily lean Buffalo. I mean, obviously we're going to make our picks for real week one, but uh, right now I I'd still heavily lean Buffalo. I just I'm with you on the Jets, man. Oof. What about uh, the defending Super Bowl champion, the Atlanta Falcons, on the road in Chicago? Uh, I'm showing that they are um, laying six, six and a half. I don't know what you were showing, Steve. Yes, they are. And I, you know, I was already Ross to fire on Chicago. 
I believe in the Super Bowl hangover. I think that that loss for the Falcons is going to be hanging over their heads the entire 2017 season. And then the draft rolls around and poor Mike Lennon has to be part of a draft party when they go ahead and foreclose on their future to get Mitch Trubisky and Fox didn't know about it. And now, okay, I want to bet against Atlanta and I also want to bet against the Bears. So I will pass this game. Moving on to, uh, I'm going to pass as well, Jacksonville in Philadelphia. The I'm sorry, Jacksonville in Houston. Houston is, is laying four points here. And my inclination is Jacksonville because I don't know who the quarterback will be for Houston. I just feel like Steve Jacksonville burns me all the time. There's no more frustrating team to bet on than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're catching four and a half, Ross. And the book on week one, by the way, is that you're supposed to take any road team off a losing year, catching points against a winning team. So Jacksonville qualifies. But I'm only getting four and a half here. I'm not getting six and a half like I thought I would. I still, if I bet on Jacksonville, I got to worry about Blake Bortles throwing a pick six, costing me the game. Um, I got to worry about... um, getting out coached O'Brien out coaching Marone and I'm confident Tom Savage will be the quarterback for Houston week one and all Houston does is they're a bully they they beat the teams they're supposed to beat I'm gonna pass this game Philadelphia is at Washington in week one and the skins are laying two and a half yeah, and the odds makers are making a pretty severe adjustment here. They're saying they don't care that Washington's been the better team over the past few years. They like Carson Wentz. They like the Eagles, a team on the come, and they think that Washington is going to have troubles this year. I want to ask you, Ross, I'm going to pass this game, but when you got a quarterback like Cousins that's pretty much the talk is that this is going to be his last year in Washington – is that a huge distraction all year long, or do the players just live for a one-year season? No, I, I don't think it is because I, I think that they're kind of used to it after last year now. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they went through it last year. If they go through it again, they'll go through it again this year. I, I don't think other players concern themselves that much with it. And Cousins has said he plays better when that's the deal. He plays better when he feels like he has to prove himself. So we'll see. What about... Steve, um, Detroit playing at home in week one against Arizona, and Detroit is laying two and a half points. Yeah, and it, there's even a three that has bounced up. Um, I do think Arizona is the much, much better team, the much better coach in Arians over Caldwell. The only concern is Carson Palmer. Sometimes his quarterbacks get older, and Palmer has a lot of injury miles on him also. They could just fall off the cliff and just be unable to play. But you think that's more of a concern later in the year than earlier in the year. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think Arizona is going to go ahead and win this game. But I have one major concern, and the reason I can't recommend Arizona, Ross, week one, I hate playing West Coast teams traveling east early start times because they play all their preseason games at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You flip it around and play at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and your body clock is all messed up. I believe your your career was 
primarily, if not the entire time, with an East Coast team. So you never faced that situation, right? No. Uh, furthest west I ever was was Dallas, and even then I wasn't there for the uh, for the preseason. So, um, no, I never really experienced that part of it. What about Oakland playing in Tennessee and the Titans, Steve, are laying a point. They're favored. Yeah, actually, Titans are still catching a point, so they're still the dog. But I think they're going to become the favorite despite a tsunami of public money on the Raiders. Same situation. you got the West Coast team traveling east early start time. The naysayers on that will say, well, Oakland performed very well last year in that situation when they traveled east. But they won a whole lot of close games, including week one at New Orleans. They won 35-34 in a game they really should have lost they won, they won a lot of games they should have lost. They were 6-0 and in games decided by six points or less. Carr was most certainly clutch. The Raiders gave up six yards per play on defense. That tied for last in the NFL last year. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I see the Vegas distractions about the franchise's future. Although it's far enough ahead of time, maybe it doesn't matter this year. But um, – the Raiders are like a classic wise guy fade team that comes out of nowhere, wins 12 games, Ross, with a bad defense. I know they got a really good offense. I'll take the Titans plus the one. Wow, okay. Um, they historically, the Titans have not been good at home recently either, which is interesting. What about Miami hosting the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Dolphins, a couple of Florida teams, pre, uh, NFL regular season week one, the Dolphins laying two and a half. Yeah, normally the Titans haven't been good because they've been a lousy team. I think that home field will come back. I don't think the Miami home field is going to come back. For whatever reason, these Florida teams, Tampa Bay and Miami, just don't have good home field advantages at all. At all. I guess Miami in their Hard Rock Stadium. Winston, a quarterback that's improving, he's got the weapons. I really think that Tampa Bay is going to make a playoff run this year, and I think Miami – is going to regress back to the mean after winning 10 games last year. Um, really like their running back. Don't like my, much about Miami. Don't think that they have any home field advantage, especially playing an in-state rival. I'll take Tampa plus the points. Let's talk Baltimore and Cincinnati. The Bengals favored over the Ravens by a point and a half in the Queen City. Yeah, the Bengals... Could be a super exciting team this year in the draft, picking up, you know, Ross, who I guess is challenging Usain Bolt to a race. Um, but uh, you put him with A.J. Green, um, you go ahead and add Mixon in with Hill and Bernard, and all of a sudden this team has all kinds of playmakers for Andy Dalton. The Bengals don't beat the Steelers. They do fine against the Ravens. That's the book on Cincinnati. They were 1-5 and five in games decided by five points or less last year, so they're six, I think it was 6-9-1 record. Misleading. They really should have been right around 500. Um, I think the Bengals get them. I would look towards Cincy. Last but not least, the Browns open the season at home against the Steelers. They are uh, getting eight and a half points. The Browns are. Man, I don't know. I, I don't like that many points, but I'd I'd still probably lean Pittsburgh. I I just think. They'll be ready to go, and I don't know. Sometimes the Browns can give you their best effort, home game openings, but I don't know. I think it's going to be another long year in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, is it Kessler going to be their quarterback, Ross? 
Well, as of over the weekend, Hugh Jackson said it's his job to lose. I would imagine he'd still have it for week one. We were having a debate if they traded for Garoppolo, how much better would Cleveland suddenly get? Difficult question. I, I said off the top of my head, probably better by three and a half points. That might be too high to start the season. Uh, I'm a huge believer you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. Pittsburgh oftentimes sleepwalks through games like this in the middle of the season, but they should be ready to go week one. I'm with you. I'm not taking the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they've been telling me Hugh Jackson is a genius. Well, um, let me see him win a couple games uh, before I can go ahead and concur. And I, I think the game in Cleveland, as good as the fans are in the dog pound supporting their 1-15 team, uh, there's a whole lot of Pittsburgh fans in Cleveland, so no real home field either. I'm with you. I'm, I don't want any part of the Browns, despite the databases that say the really bad team playing the playoff team is a good bet week one. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. Always love talking NFL lines with my buddy Steve Fezzik. Preseason games will be here before you know it. Remember to send in those emails to me directly if you'd like, ross at rosstucker.com. Any questions you have for Steve, we love those of you that spread the word via social media. We gave you the Twitter stuff earlier. My Facebook is facebook.com slash NFL. Or even if all you do is download the, the, the podcast on multiple devices, how about multiple times on multiple devices? That'll add up when you're bored watching TV, watching the NBA or NHL playoffs or something. I love it. iTunes rankings, comments, always appreciated. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.